guys, Derek here from Bomb Socks, and welcome to the Bomb Bites podcast. Hey, if you're new to Bomb Bites, it's a service from our company, Bomb Socks, to help be a resource to use. You're studying along with the Come Follow Me curriculum for the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Hope you enjoy today's episode. So we've had the glorious opportunity for the last six months to study Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, and it was a wonderful experience. I enjoyed it, and I hope you did too. We are now starting the book of Acts, which basically finishes up for the next six months the rest of the New Testament. Now, let me pause for a moment. This last week, June 27th, we commemorated the martyrdom of the prophet Joseph Smith in 1844, Joseph and his brother Hiram. Now, that has a lot to do with where we are currently at in the New Testament. Now, let me explain where I'm going with this. Jeffrey R. Holland gave a wonderful talk back in the year 2000 to a group of seminary and institute teachers. Uh, It was a BYU symposium, and the talk was called Therefore What? I would recommend it. It is an amazing talk. But Elder Holland made an interesting comparison with that very, very difficult time in church history to where we are currently at now in the New Testament. So here's what he said. The book of Acts, which which introduces the post-resurrection portion of the New Testament is technically called the Acts of the Apostles. We're going to talk more about that tomorrow. That is an important ecclesiastical idea in the book, namely that the apostles were ordained representatives of the Lord Jesus Christ and were thus authorized to lead the church. But consider what they faced. Consider the plight, the fear, the absolute confusion, the devastation of the members of the new little Christian church after Christ was crucified. They may have understood something of what was happening, but they couldn't have understood it all. The people must have been very fearful and very confused. The brethren had their hands full trying to provide leadership. The only contemporary example, and here's where we started today, I can think of, and please do not misunderstand the comparison, might be the confusion and fear that reigned in our day after the martyrdom of the prophet Joseph Smith. No one had had to face such a thought before. No one had even considered the church without Joseph as his prophet. And now this, it was a moment of almost spiritual bedlam in Nauvoo. But God did something that taught a great lesson to the people. To counter Sidney Rigdon and a few others vying for the prophetic office, the Lord made his will and power manifest in the matter as Brigham Young was transformed in visage and countenance before the people. You know the story very well. Brigham Young was up speaking. There was a little bit of a debate, for a lack of a better term, where Sidney Rigdon was speaking and Joseph Smith was speaking. Sidney got up and spoke for an hour and basically explained how he needed to be the guardian of the church. And then you have Brigham, who is the president president of the Quorum of the Twelve Apostles, who more or less says, look, I don't care who leads the church. I just want to do what God wants. I want to do the will of the Lord. And then at that moment, that's where Brigham is speaking. They start seeing Joseph. And these two men look very different from one another. And so at that moment, it was obvious of who was to lead the church. By momentarily giving Brigham Young Joseph's appearance and very manner of speech, quite literally his mantle, God said to the people, The keys of the kingdom are with the twelve. Brigham is Joseph's rightful successor in leading the church. That is the obvious and very important declaration about church governance that the Lord was making. But an even more important declaration was the manifestation of heavenly power itself. God's might and direct involvement in this issue 
was the truly important thing that was conveyed here. Not that Brigham Young was to be in charge or even that Joseph Smith had been in charge. The message was that God is in charge. Now, that is exactly the point being made in the book of Acts. Your students, and again, he's talking to teachers here with this, your students will not find that if you do not help them look for it. The direction of the church is the same. The location of the Savior has been altered, but the direction and leadership of the church is exactly the same. And that's a great message for you and I as well as we see the passing of a mantle from one prophet to another. This is the same situation that was taking place in the book of Acts as you have the crucifixion and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Now they're like, who's in charge? Well, you have the Acts of the Apostles. And so I love that starting out this week, just to let you know that again, here we are, we have Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, where Jesus was in charge. All of a sudden, here we are in the book of Acts, and things have not changed. Jesus is still in charge. God is in charge. We are just working now through his apostles, and we'll talk more about that tomorrow as well. If you'd like to check out our video that goes with today's podcast, you can find us on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook by simply searching Bomb Socks. That's B-O-M-S-O-C-K-S. And be sure to check out our amazingly comfortable gospel-themed socks at bombsocks.com. Thanks for listening, and hope you'll join us again for more episodes of Bomb Bites. Godspeed, and have a great day.